Jenna was a workaholic. Your printed schedule. I also emailed it and I confirmed every meeting. I never thought I'd meet anyone who clocked more hours than me, but you and Mia certainly have me beat. With her life planned out. I didn't know that you had any interest in designing. It's my passion. But when an unexpected kiss. So why'd this guy kiss you? There's mistletoe in the elevator. Really? That's all it takes, a little mistletoe. You're like Leads to a surprise encounter. Your brother. He's in town and he wants to be a part of Trend. Give him some work. If he has to roll up his sleeves and work for something, I'm sure he'll get bored of it. All right, you're gonna go and you're gonna get him and you're gonna bring him back here. So you found me, huh? I'm Mia's assistant. Jenna will discover. Last night, I perused back issues of Trin and checked out some of the archives on the website. It's very conscientious of you. Not really, I was just looking for photos of you. He's not trustworthy. He always has to have a new girl, a shiny new toy. Maybe he's worth taking a chance on. That's sometimes life. Did you show your designs to Mia? You're really good at what you do here. And I think that you should really focus on what you're good at. Has plans of its own. How are Jenna's designs coming? Wait until you see the reality. Okay, this is what I want to do. Thank you. I had nothing to do with it. It was actually all Cooper. What? Marvista Entertainment presents Elizabeth Harnois, Adam Mayfield, Lola Glaudini, Jonathan Bennett, and Elizabeth Rome. Welcome back to the penultimate stocking stuffer of the season. We are at number 12, uh, 12 days of Christmas, but 13 days of stocking stuffers this year. Uh, we we made it to the end, kind of, almost, did we? We're not done yet. And obviously, the season is incomplete without me sitting here and talking about a very special movie with the specialist of all ladies. Of course, it is the one and only... Christine Makepeace. Hi, Christine. Hi. Thank you for having me. Oh, well, you know, I just <laughs> figured your chair was, you know, let me just clean it off for you. A lot of people have been sitting there. I don't know what they've done there, but uh, most of them are pretty right. clean. So, you know, there's some cat hair. I should wipe that off because I know you're allergic. Oh, thank you. I appreciate yes. that. <laughs> uh, well, well, you know, welcome back. Good to be back, I think. Indeed. <laughs> Uh, uh, I don't think the last episode you were on was, um, the first of the movie, but it's a very exciting time for us because this year I now in past years, um, some of you know how this works. Basically I, the way I do this is I start compiling the list of movies that, that I think I want to cover. Like sometimes it's a matter of, Oh, there's like a big high profile one or this actor is doing this and I try to spread it around. I want to do a little lifetime, a little Hallmark, a little Netflix. Um, but for like the last three years, I've said, uh, we, at some point, the next Christine episode has to be A Christmas Kiss Part 2. Uh, there's no way she's getting out of it. I'm not even going to give her a choice. I'm going to tell her, hey, Christine, this is the episode you're doing. That's uh, what you did. Yes, yes. Legally, um, there's, there's a contract somewhere, I'm sure, that says you have to do this. Uh, we covered the first Christmas Kiss, which... Uh, which is very confusing because it was called A Christmas Kiss when we watched it. Mm -hmm. But now, like, you know, there's some Berenstain bears going on because you go and look it up and you can't find it because it is now titled A Kiss for Christmas, which is very confusing because this is A Christmas Kiss 2. What is it A Christmas Kiss 2 of, Christine? Well, I'm going to add some confusion to the pot of confusion. I saw this listed as another Christmas <gasps> kiss. You watch the right movie, right? 
I did because the ti- the title card literally okay. says Christmas Kiss Two, okay. Okay, okay. but it was labeled another Christmas another kiss. Christmas Kiss, which isn't a terrible sequel title. No, and I had an in depth conversation about this mm-hmm. about but because I I like it. I think another Christmas Kiss is like cute, but Agreed. in the in the landscape where there are a million new Christmas movies, old re- Christmas yeah. movies popping up on things, things with people you've never heard of in it. I think that another Christmas kiss could easily just be another movie. And I yeah. really do think you need to hit home mm-hmm. that it's a sequel by putting the number in. I, I agree. I mean, you and I have talked about this a lot about our annoyance with franchises today that do that. Like, I don't, I, have you seen the Scream 6 poster that is like saying it's Scream 6? How can it be Scream 6 if there technically was no Scream 5 because you decided not to call it Scream 5? It bothers me a lot when movies try to hide the fact that they're sequels, and I understand it a little bit from a marketing point of view. But in this case, you are absolutely right. There are so many movies, Hallmark movies, that have the same exact title with Mm -hmm. the words in different places that 100% this should – because this is a sequel. There is. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. Not only do we have a returning character, but we have a returning set and and a very important returning magical elevator of sorts. (laughs) So much going on. I have a whole theory about this elevator, oh but we'll get into it. Okay, okay. So this is, uh, just to give the basics of it, it is directed by Kevin Connor, who did not do The Last Christmas Kiss, but he has done like a whole bunch of these movies. Written by Joni Kane, who did do The Other Christmas Kiss. Uh, I got very happy because the first thing I saw when I pressed play was the Marvista logo. I know that mm-hmm. sound now. That sound is one of those like Pavlovian responses to me where I perk up and say, oh, it's going to be terrible and cheap. Uh, and and one more thing was that I see TVPG, which I'm like, <laughs> because most of these are TVG. And, you know, they can be a little more risque, right? They can, uh, I won't say there was tongue in this, but there was some deep kissing. Oh, yeah. Um, This is a very uh, innocent, like comically innocent movie. About sexual assault? But like, but yeah, the uh, the titular Christmas kiss is uh, there's some it's a lot. It's a lot. It goes on for a long time, too. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, you could say like, oh, you know, we're going to talk about this in a way that might sound very like woke and, and such. No, this was 2014. Like a lot of the politics in the world were not cool in 2014 either for doing certain things like this. So just going to lay that down that groundwork. Uh, I would like Christine, uh, could you kind of walk us through and tell us the plot of A Christmas Kiss 2? So there's this there's this young lady, this young woman who works at a fashion magazine. She is like the editor's assistant, I guess, which is like a pretty big deal job. And she seems super good at it, but she like also wants to design clothes. This is my favorite part of this. Um, she, <laughs> There's so many favorite parts. She also wants to design clothes, and like her her roommate, oh, no, her no neighbor, no, her neighbor, she, her neighbor that she's friends with, who is very straight oh oh, um, oh obviously yeah 100 percent. 100 like you need to show your boss these designs and then because the i have a good eye as a straight man that i can tell they're very they're very good and like the movie makes a really big deal out of this and talks about it a lot but it's it, to me it's kind of ancillary to the actual plot which is well, especially when is, you see the actual designs there, but, you know. there is a oh my gosh there's a magic elevator that if you get in this elevator i don't know under certain circumstances whoever you're in that mm-hmm. elevator with 
there's some like hex that forces you into a relationship with yes. them, even yeah. if you don't want to be in one. And and this this young woman falls into this spell with this awful, terrible <laughs> sexual harasser yes. of, of like a rich, entitled white guy who's honestly not even that good looking. Yeah. And yeah. uh yeah, um, as as I've been known to say, hilarity ensues. <laughs> well, because the, the the man that because it like we should say in the first movie, um, same story. An assist, a put upon assistant, gets in an elevator uh, with a much richer man. Yes, and yeah. the elevator breaks. Like they are stranded in the elevator, and that's when they kiss. In this one. Uh, she is in the elevator, and she's an assistant, but she had to model because they the model left for the day. So she's like, "That's what that's something that happens." Yeah, she's in like full Christmas drag, and she's in the elevator. He walks in, and like, did I misunderstand it? I took it that he basically pressed the jam the elevator button in order to assault this woman. Um, that's a good question. I don't know if I have a nuanced memory of of mm. exactly how the elevator came to stop, but. I mean, I have to take your word for it. In the first one, there was, yeah, there was like a re, it stopped. Yeah. And it, the elevator stopped and it was like, oh, now us two strangers are stuck in here. That, that to me, that I, I remember mm-hmm. it that yes, way. You, you this it. one truly is just like, we've been in this elevator for a <laughs> for moment. For like a half a second. I guess let's, I guess now. Let's play tonsil hockey. Yeah. Um, and it, it, I was like, I mean, I, good for you, I guess, ma'am. If right, this is right. how you want to get down in the but elevator. But I don't think she did. She seemed, I mean, that first kiss, so there was like a little like, like little cute, cutesy kiss. And then they like did that thing where they pulled apart and looked at each other all intensely. Well, and then yeah, they just went, Once the Bleh. kiss happened, once it started, she was totally into it. But I okay. don't think she wanted to be kissed to start with. Oh, no, absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, she looked mildly appalled yeah and, and just that's... imagine this everybody out there man woman everything imagine walking into an elevator and a stranger walks in with you which as we all know is is freaky right we've all had that experience and like i know i have as a woman walking into an elevator oh a man walks in there's nobody else around like okay this is fine or this guy could murder me like these mm-hmm. things have always go into our heads and imagine walking in and in this case the elevator doors close I, I have to replay the tape. I thought he hit the jam button, but he, even he if he might did, have. Yeah, the elevator jams. This man looms over, turns to you, and goes in for a kiss. Uh, maybe, it, now granted, it turns into a great kiss. Uh, turns out well for her in the end, spoiler alert. But in the moment, holy fuck, that is horrifying. Yeah, and, and she does, but like, I think, yes, all of that. For me, the insinuation that like it, it really reinforces that terrible idea that like uh women don't know what they want mm-hmm. or you have to really go after someone to convince them that they want to kiss you because he like, wears her down in this it, movie it, it's um you know it's the thrust of the film yeah he yeah. he's he so he uh, we didn't even say he is the editor's brother, brother the, yeah. the main lady that that um what is this girl's name jenna. uh jenna the the main the woman that jenna works for this is her the, her boss's very rich brother like her ne'er-do-well and her, they like collects the paycheck but has nothing to do with it's the family business yeah. which she runs and he just collects the checks and dates models yeah so we are told repeatedly that he is a cad he's mm-hmm. he's a lothario he's terrible he just uses women and spits them out and like he 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 reinforces that yeah. 
And all while actively pursuing, he has a girl, a, a, a person he's with, but he's actively pursuing yes. Jenna, which is really weird to me. And Jenna's like, and, no, like, A, yeah. it's a work thing. Like, this is a weird violation. I don't want yep. to date my boss's brother, who is also co-owner of this company. My boss told me not to date you. So it's weird that I, first of all, it's weird that my boss had to do that. It's also weird that I have to make a decision about that one way or another. And I don't like you. And then, but like half a scene later, she's like, you're not that bad, I guess. Yeah, it, because this, tr- there, there could be something here where they like, they meet and like, she's kind of into him because he he's handsome and is nice to her but then she finds out he he's Mm -hmm. kind of a playboy and not really trustworthy and she says i don't want to be with you because of these reasons and then without the constant wearing her down he goes and does some introspection and comes back as like a better person which this movie tries to do but it it is him constantly forcing himself on her while he's maybe kind of trying to be a better person. I think my favorite uh, part of the courting ritual is he calls her and he's like, Hey, tomorrow morning, I need you to come to the office. It's a work thing. I need you to be there. She's like, well, it's Sunday, but okay. She shows up to the office and he has done that like creepy thing that like men in the nineties would do for women. And they thought it was cool where he has laid rose petals all throughout like her path. And she gets there. She's like, Oh, Oh, okay. In my place of work, you have laid a red carpet of sex petals that are presumably like seductory, seductive. Um, she follows it like he's in her office with poinsettias, which he present pronounces as like poinsettias. Very. I'm very... <laughs> so glad that you said that. Oh yes, I because, wrote that one down because I did. I mean, as if you if you're a listener of the show, uh, not surprising that I was high when I watched this. And Good, I, I'm glad you were. I kept yelling, "I'm going to forget to talk about this with Emily." <laughs> poinsettias. But but I I did want to ask you. You don't say it that way, right? I have never heard it said that way. Okay. I have, and my mom says it that way, but she knows it's wrong, and she kind of does it as, like, a joke. Like, she calls Tubi Tubby, but she knows Tubi's not Tubby. Yeah, I'm going to call it that, too. (laughs) She'll say poinsettia, and it'll be funny. No, is it a New England thing? Because they are technically, like, in Boston, right? Oh, shit, maybe? Oh, no. But I never thought that was the right way to say it. And the way he (laughs) says it, too, is very, like, this this guy in general is very, like, we said this on another episode, but in this case, it's complete, it's the the transition's complete. He's Patrick Bateman. Like, he is, like, you could see him probably looking in a mirror trying to figure out how to smile in a way that, like, fools women into trusting him. And, like, even poinsettia, the way he says it is very measured, as if he's, like, looked up, that's the way to say it, to Mm -hmm. impress a lady. Mm Mm-hmm. But like, what the fuck? Like, what are these flowers there for? Nothing. She's like, oh, okay. It, 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 yes. I, this is, there's a version of this, and I wrote it in my head, that is decent, but, and takes these tropes and these ideas and does them in a way that aren't, like, egregiously rapey. Mm-hmm, yeah. And, and, but I don't, but this movie had no intent, like, no. It, didn't it had no care. awareness about it. <laughs> It was like, yeah, creepy. That's cool. Let's and even do it. even the fact that it's yet, you know, it's this. It, I get it. Look, look. You're not like most sequels are repeating the first film. We, we, you and I are horror fans. We are used to that. But that even this one, the same exact thing of like, put upon assistant yep. who gets wooed by this incredibly wealthy, slightly older man. 
again. Like, it's very, it's something I hate about Love Actually, is that, like, there are three stories in there about a rich, powerful man and a much younger, um, you know, like, beautiful but poor woman. Mm-hmm. And it is such a creepy Cinderella narrative that, like, it's 2022, aren't we past that now? And I mean, hey, 2014, I guess we weren't, but maybe we are today. Yeah. I don't... So, do people, like... I, I looked at the letterboxed reviews of this when I logged it, and almost all, like, the top ones that showed up were, this is, like, what's going on with the sexual harassment in this movie? This, Good. this movie's gross. But, like, does the average person who just, like, clicks over to Tubby and is is like, <laughs> oh, a Christmas movie, um, do they... Do they do they get that? Do they I do, feel I, that? Or I is mean, this like wholesome? No, I think this is like one of those cases where you and I talk a lot about the different bubbles we're in, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's in a bubble of we're all in a bunch of different bubbles. And like most of the people I talk to on Facebook or I talk to on Twitter, like, would watch this movie and have similar thoughts that we do. Yeah. Um you know, when go back to when you and I were doing the Masters of Horror episodes and how we'd always look up the IMDB rating. And how, like, it was almost a complete inverse every time of how you and I felt about the movie to the IMDb review. Mm-hmm. Because the general, like, consensus would be like, oh, like, this pro-life is, is a 10. No, it's like a 3. Whereas the ones that, the, the um, what was the spirit box for us was like, that's a 10. No, it's a 3 on IMDb. A Christmas Kiss 2 on IMDb is a 5.9 out of 10, which is above average, uh, and when you look, um, let me look at the actual like breakdown. You have eleven point four percent are ten star are tens, twenty two percent are sixes. So the majority of people, and like if you look at the picture graph of this, mm-hmm. it is big and then small, meaning more people were rating it highly than rating it low, because overall for this audience, I think, and again like. I, one thing that would be interesting is if how many of these reviews were probably recorded in 2014, 15, 16 versus mm-hmm. the new ones. Um, but I can tell you, having watched a couple of new movies this year and having like occasionally uh, looked on social media at like the places where people are actually supposed to be looking um, – like on, on Instagram. So I put up, you know, now that we have an Instagram, everybody, feminine underscore critique underscore pod, go follow us. Uh, because the nature of like what's coming out to me there is all like Hallmark content, which is hilarious. And then when you look at the comments and so um, Jonathan Bennett, who we'll, we'll get to, who is in real life is gay, mm-hmm. uh, recently was in Hallmark's first official total gay movie, like where it was, a, it was, a, the romance was a gay relationship. And, like, looking at the comments underneath it, it, like, it is shocking how many were still, well, I've just unsubscribed from my Hallmark and I'm going to Great American Family. Like, mm-hmm. that you still have that much sentiment there. Um, it was similar when I did a movie last year that started, it was, it was another sequel. It was the Nine Kittens of Christmas, which was a sequel to uh, another. Hopefully Eight Kittens of Christmas. It wasn't. No, 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 it wasn't. It was, like, <laughs> the for, oh man, it was the Brandon Routh one. You'd like it, but I, I, the the movie starts with the characters that got together at the end of the first movie are not together. They have broken up, and of course, in the movie they get back together. But the whole plot was like, oh no, they they didn't work out, and now they will, of course. But the amount of reviews 
um, when I started looking, it was shocking how many people were immediately angry and gave it an, an, a negative review because they were so offended by the very idea that Hallmark would present a movie that basically said that other movie didn't end happy. That happy ending wasn't real, it didn't last. Like, that that shattered people's worlds, and they didn't trust Hallmark after that. So, like, it's a thing! Like, and again, like, we we watch them for a million different reasons. I get very different enjoyment out of these than probably the average viewer of them. Mm -hmm. But there is still that very strong conservative, whether they realize it or not, the people that at the end of the day want a woman with beautiful hair to fall in love with an, a man who is a little bit older and a lot taller and very handsome and rich. I mean, don't we all? I, 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 that's true. I mean, hey, look, look, look at my relationship, you know? Totally. Yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. So uh, why don't we uh, dive into the, into the tropes, into the list? Let's Number one it. is our female lead in need of a lesson. So we talked about Jenna. Uh, the I I didn't recognize this actress, but I actually like. I mean, yes, she's, she's from Adventures in Wonderland. A hundred episodes. I was obsessed with it. She was Alice. I was obsessed with that show when I was little. Oh, neat. I I don't know that. It, it Canadian or something or was it? Maybe it was on the no, Disney that's Channel. Right. She's I don't right. know. <laughs> But she's in also in I think like CSI. Like you mm-hmm. would probably if you like watched regular Anything. TV. Yeah. Yeah, you might recognize her because she's still like actively working. She had that face where I was like, I know who this is, but why? Mm-hmm. And I'm scrolling, scrolling, and then I see this kids show from the nineties oh, and I'm fascinating. like there you are. And I knew her from that. And I like her well. Sometimes she did not look good in this movie. Like the lighting, the lighting was, was not kind to awful. her. Yeah, because I mean, she's she's very cute, and she has like a, a um, her, she has an like I, I, I mean this in a, in a very positive way, but I worry it comes out negative. She has an interesting face. Like she has yeah. big eyes, kind of just like a, a a a broader face. Like there's something about her that you look at her and you do remember her. She's she's very pretty, and she's. It, like fresh looking I guess and I thought for what she had to do in this movie I, I give her all the credit because I think she she did a good job even though her poor character I I wanted to shake hard mm-hmm. uh, now do you think um Jenna needed to learn a lesson do you how do you feel about Jenna's arc um I don't know if Jenna necessarily I'm looking at this list and there's this seems to be an or in in number one mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes, yeah, that's true. Sometimes she can teach uh, somebody a lesson. Well, I think she taught somebody a lesson. Yeah, I I, I don't know. Like, it all worked out for him. So I feel like he can just keep doing what he's doing. But I mean, I guess maybe she didn't, if I'm to believe the movie. So this isn't me. This is what I believe the narrative is saying. Um, She didn't necessarily teach him. She inspired him. Yeah, that's fair. to become like a better person yeah and i will say that as he became a better person he still kind of seemed like he had a shitty attitude mm-hmm. agreed and yeah also his girlfriend or his his person he was with Brittany, mm-hmm. i believe her name was yes um my favorite character <laughs> well we'll get to her she's our evil woman she's number seven okay, she's don't, don't worry so don't worry good. we won't skip Brittany. um the yeah i thought the movie was trying to do a little bit of a uh saying that she needed to learn how to trust but the truth is, like, she didn't because she had reasons not to trust the men in her life. They were all terrible. I, I mean, Sebastian was fine, right? Her her neighbor, yeah. um, BFF, was great. But, like, her dad's a dickhead. And this guy is awful. So she should have been very wary of him. Of him. 
Yeah. <laughs> so I, if she was learn if she was learning a lesson, then I wasn't interested in her learning. <laughs> yes, same. So let's see. Number two is our setting: uh, Big Bad City, Charming Small Town, Magical Winter Wonderland. Uh, tell us where this movie is set, Christine. It it claims to be set in Boston, uh-huh. although we only really see the inside of a, a, a cheap office building. A cheap office building. Um, and apparently, I mean, my understanding is that, like, Boston, I think it's a pretty big city, right? Like, yeah, there's I a mean, lot going on. It's reasonably big. It's a big, small... So, like, it's, it, yeah. if you decided uh, uh-huh. on December 22nd that you wanted to have a big, no, fancy Christmas not. Eve no. party... <laughs> At like at like a museum, I don't know, or somewhere that yeah, they were uh-huh. like, yeah, we got no catering. No, that's already booked up. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. And also, like, who the fuck wants to go to a work Christmas party on Christmas Eve? It's it's bad enough doing that on like a Friday night in December, but like Christmas Eve, I'm sorry, I have presents to wrap, I have food to cook, I I, I have to go put on a dress and and be with my boss. Like, no, that's not a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So yeah, qu- in quotations, Boston, right? <laughs> in quotations with guttural noise from Christine's throat, Bastin. <laughs> so let's see, number three is our bland love interest. Uh, poor little rich boy or widowed dad. Obviously, in this case, we get a poor little rich boy. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, I will make one thing, like, so this actor is Adam Mayfield. I don't recognize him. He's, he's got a lot of credits, nothing that I've seen, which is weird because this list goes on very long. I appreciate that he's doing something. Yeah, I mean, I will say, other than, like, oh boy, the plot, there was stuff to like in this movie. <laughs> um, it would kind of, it would keep surprising me how cheap it was. Yeah. Like, they would do something and i Surprise like, you, thrill me. This is so cheap. But, like, everyone was working yes. really hard. And, and, and that kept me in it. I, ca- I was compelled. Yeah. Because we didn't even talk about Elizabeth Rome yet. But, I mean, we'll I think I think we will. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> but, uh, but number like, nine. Number nine. Everybody, everybody showing up and, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it tricked me well enough yeah. that I was never like, what the fuck am I doing here? And I wonder, like, this – because this is Mar Vista, so this is a film that would have been made and then sold to Hallmark or Lifetime or wherever. It mm-hmm. wouldn't have been an official production of those companies, which means the budget's much smaller, as you yeah. can see very prominently. Yeah. And there is something to, like – I don't know. I guess it's when you read about um, any f- anything that's filmed – far away from LA or New York where actors really are stuck somewhere and they tend to I think like probably make the best of it and like probably bond more so like this actor and this actress like they probably like spent more time together than they would have had this been a bigger budgeted production Mm -hmm. and so like they I don't know like this character is is absolutely terrible but I I do want to say that, like, the actor is is working. He is finding something there. He is terrifying. I do not want anybody I know to date him or or be seduced by him in an elevator. But I was intrigued to watch him work. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a version of this character that really could have been fun and, like, like enjoyable. Mm-hmm, sure. And I don't think this character was written that way. Yeah. But I do appreciate, again, I was I was not bored watching this. Same, same. Uh, now, on the notation of uh, cheapness, let's talk about number four and the montage. I think we only really had one, but boy, is it a good one. 
So the decorating the tr- oh, like trees my... montage. Yeah. Right? Well, first we're first they're shopping for the tree. Oh my god! How many selfies? Why did they keep taking boring, <laughs> weirdly so framed pictures? So many selfies, and we should say it is. Um, it's not a date. It's like a date plus one, or or mm. is it a three-way date? Oh my god! You got a threesome, right? They all they fucked all three of them, right? It's uh so it's Sebastian so it's uh Jenna. Jenna is supposed to go get a tree with Sebastian, her neighbor, but then yes. um. Uh, Patrick Bateman is like, hey, why don't we go out? She's like, oh, I actually have plans. Why don't you come? Okay, yeah, the three of us, they apparently spend 12 hours 12 together. hours? That is a what? long fucking time. Like, I get like, okay, maybe it took you like two hours to get the tree. Like, maybe you went to a couple places. Maybe you stopped by decorations. Now maybe we're at three hours. You came home. You ordered dinner. Okay, okay, no, I'm looking at my watch, and at some point, the three of you are doing it in a bed, and... Patrick Bateman is like staring at the mirror and looking, wondering if, if this woman has a chainsaw. It it all went there in my head to me. Yeah, because twelve hours, everyone. If you don't know, if they set out at two p.m. to buy a tree, they were together until two a.m. That's a long time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> what are they doing? That that's where the uh, TVPG came in. I'm telling you. I guess so. Mm-hmm. Now, number five is our dead parents. Sometimes a dead wife. Uh, this this one pulled a nice surprise on me because I didn't think we were getting them because she's talking in the beginning about her family situation, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that her her mom is like in the Caribbean with her book club friends, which she yeah. says very dismissively. I'm in book club. I don't I don't care for the book club. Um, uh, what's the word? Uh, th- there's been a lot of book club hatred in these movies. I don't appreciate that. Uh, and t- t- her dad um, has <laughs> remarried a step monster, I guess. Has a new family. Lots of new family talk. <laughs> and, like, it happened when she was a teenager. And I guess she's probably, what, like, 25 in this movie? There's some weird shit going on there. But so I'm like, damn it, we don't have, like, I guess, like, the dad's kind of dead to her, but not really dead. But then yep. then we find out who who is the dead parent here. The dead parent it's their parent right yep yeah yeah i i i i what i was surprised that that it went that way because it Mm -hmm. seemed unnecessary because earlier they have a conversation about their parents and it's very clear that their parents were both he kind of describes it as like a marriage of convenience which is weird for the 90s like presumably when their parents got together i don't know yeah uh but that yeah they were both working business maybe they had affairs but it didn't matter and it's just very like okay that's gonna be that but then later him and the sister are like i wonder if dad would be proud of us (laughs) i got very happy by that i the sister too is very strange there's a dynamic there we'll get to number seven shortly uh let's get to six because i there's a lot to unpack here uh sassy sidekick so i'm gonna i'm gonna say a couple things and i might this might be uh controversial so jonathan bennett Mm -hmm. although he is a straight man in this movie is a sassy sidekick in my opinion he's got a lot of quips and shit but there's also that photographer (gasps) oh that photographer I can't uh, remember his name. Oh, it was not nearly as um, foreign as it should have been, right? Uh, Helmet. So I guess he was German? I, At first I, I thought he was supposed to be Italian. Uh, where is uh, this actor actually from? He was pretty He was pretty sidekicky. Oh, he was lovely. He is from Brooklyn. 
So, yeah, that makes sense. It tracks. Cool. I think he was doing an Italian accent. His character's name was Helmet. I, I, I love that there are so many men in this movie that I really assumed were gay within the movie, and I guess weren't. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we get the very supportive photographer who can also um, design clothing or help coordinate design clothing. I don't That was confusing. So he was a photographer, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what I got. And then, and then, uh, Lee Dude is like, oh yeah, here are some designs. Go make them or have them made. Have them made. I, I, I mean, you and I have both seen Adventures in Babysitting. We know that you can, not Adventures in Babysitting, my God, slap my face. Uh, don't tell mom the babysitter is dead. Oh yeah, I was gonna say what, I, you, you what were, point? Uh, yeah, you were like, what <laughs> has Emily been body snatched? Um, so we we both remember like the big finale where Sue Ellen has like a day to redo the the uh, fashion show, and she pulls in like you know the guy there that 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 makes them, and like you know the seamstress here. So it is possible probably to wrangle a few talented people, but again, like it's also Christmas Eve. Like don't people yeah. have shit to do? Aren't there projects? So, like, I guess I'm confused about this magazine, too. Not to, like, belabor a pointless point. But, like... But, like... So... Okay. So they're taking photographs in the middle of the night. Which is, like, fine. Whatever. But I, I, I guess in my mind, a lot of magazines don't do on-site photo shoots for use in the magazine. But that's fine. I have more to say about that later. But then, this either this photographer or people he knows ostensibly within the magazine mm-hmm. can help him make clothes what is this magazine why it's, is it christine it's trend which they say so weird in the beginning oh. i i had the subtitles on but i was watching it like on the at the gym so i couldn't always like hear or see or so i was like what what word are they saying i think it's trend but it doesn't sound like trend and then thankfully i see the poster trend why did they say it as if it was not an English word? Yeah, like it meant something more than it did. Yeah. And I, I didn't understand that. I didn't I don't like when businesses don't work right in movies. Same. It it's just a re it gets stuck in my craw and I was like, what is this magazine? Because it should just be like ad sales and like it, it seems to be more like an advertising agency than a magazine. I don't because know. I'm really sorry if, if I'm if I'm bringing this up too soon, but like this was essentially a K Jewelers commercial. Oh, product placement! I got so excited. Um, oh, it, is product placement on here? It is on here. It's in the bonus oh. round. We oh can, shit! I'm it's sorry. Okay. I didn't we are going to put a a diamond pin uh, with a big K Jeweler logo in it. We're going to put a okay. pin that that glistening pin in there and come back to that. Oh, but, but yes. Oh my god, I forgot another thing. This movie is the gift that keeps on giving. Isn't it? I'm telling you, I knew it. Like, sometimes I just have a good sense, and, and I knew this would be a good one. Uh, so let's go to number seven, because this is also a loaded thing. Our evil woman character. And I always, like, I'm telling you, there is a correlation. The more I enjoy the movie, then the bigger like and more ridiculous the evil woman character is mm-hmm. however the better the movie is then usually there's no evil woman <laughs> because these movies don't know how to write women so typically it's like oh we just are gonna have this this you know evil shrew of a of a terrible witch here as a way of of collecting all of the negativity of the movie but i love that because it's terrible but it also usually makes for a terrible movie <laughs> so tell me uh, i i feel like there are uh, there's not just one um who do you want to start with well 
So are you gonna are you classifying Elizabeth Rom as this? No, I would move her weirdly into number nine. Okay, I think so too. Okay, you did say number nine before. I just wanted to make sure. Mm -hmm. So the the her boss but but not fully, kinda like what you said, because there's so um Jenna is her name? Jenna is the character. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So she she like Jonathan Bennett character is just like you have to show her your drawings and i'm i'm on her side like no maybe not maybe i don't have to yeah i'm on the side of like okay have you ever worked in a company and you're okay oh my god everything about how she does this is terrible because you don't fucking tell your boss that this isn't what you want to do for one thing um you wait for the right time you absolutely do wait for the right time and boy does she not so yes uh, I interrupted because I was just excited to, to point out how wrong this is. But yes, please it, it's continue. completely wrong. But so the boss, I thought the boss was mostly fine. Like I really did. She was mostly fine. But there's this point where she, where mm. she gives her her portfolio. Jenna gives her the portfolio, and she like opens a page and then like closes it and essentially says, "Keep your day job." Yes. Well. <laughs> Uh, which I loved because, but then very quickly she reveals the reason why she said that. She doesn't say this to Jenna. She says it to Cooper. Like, well, no, she's a great assistant. I don't care what else she does. I want her to be my assistant. I can't yeah. give her ideas that she's better than that because then she'll leave. And like, that's a very like, look, come on. Like, first of all, women, we got we got to pull each other up. But mm-hmm. that if you have ever been in a position where you knew you you should be growing in your role, but that you have a supervisor that knows how good you are in this role and cannot afford to lose you in that role. Like, it's a huge problem for any workplace because that means that the structure is wrong. Um, but, like, I also totally get it <laughs> from the aside because, like, yeah, like, it's hard to train people. Yeah, it, it, it was a weird reaction, especially because, you know, she barely looked at it and she didn't just say, like, this isn't, she didn't, she just essentially said, you suck. Right, and which, that's which why was a deliberate choice on her part to put her in her place. <laughs> which was mean. Yes. And then Jenna stomps out into, like, her office area, I guess, and, like, th- fully throws the portfolio <laughs> in the trash. <laughs> then dude goes over, takes it, and she does not notice. It is a tiny <laughs> little plastic trash bin. And this is, like, a portfolio that overhangs it by a lot. Jenna does not notice. Never thinks about it again. Throws it in the trash and is like, "That's it. I'm never gonna think about that." Very I'll never design book. another dress that could be sold at Macy's retail if I'm lucky on clearance. Yes, oh. I know. Well, also the boss is like introduced very much as the like strict career woman. Hates Christmas. Is mad because there are roses and roses are red, which means Christmas. Like, so there's definitely they're trying to establish that early on. Yes. Uh, and then why don't we talk about, well, well, also the boss gets a post-credit sequence. Oh my God. I didn't see that. <gasps> well, it's not I'm... like a post-credits. It's like, it says the end and then there's one more scene and then the credits roll. Did Wait, you... what's the extra scene? The extra scene. So it says the end and then we see Mia, the boss, walking into the building with, you know, an empty coffee cup as this very handsome man bumps into her knocks the lid off of her coffee cup, which earlier had also happened. And then they get into the elevator and the elevator breaks. So it's like, oh, now she gets a Christmas kiss three. So again, hexed elevator. This is a horror movie. If you enter into this elevator with someone, I don't know, you you will then be forced into a pair with them. So you have to be careful because, wait, we're on slapstick. I won't say my next thing yet. Okay, you're right, because we have to talk about Brittany, your girl, Brittany. 
I love <laughs> I, I love when they do that to a character, when they just make her as ridiculous mm-hmm. as possible. Uh, Celesta Hodge is the actress. Um, I, I like when she um, points out that she's not catty, she's sassy. Yeah, she's, she's very funny. I thought I thought mm-hmm. all of her delivery was really funny, and I thought the only time I really like liked watching him was when they were together because I thought their dynamic was really funny, <laughs> and I and I genuinely enjoyed it. I thought it was like, oh, this is entertaining and weird, yeah. and then uh, and she remained entertaining and weird. She does do some truly villainous shit. Yes, oh, she gets somebody ta- fired. Yeah. Let's talk about the fucking photos she staged. <laughs> him so this man this man falls asleep hold on and she takes well first he opens the door so it's not like he was like dead it's not like he had taken valium and was like knocked out like what was that he's like sitting on the couch like tired somebody knocks on the door he opens the door she comes in he's like i'm tired and he sits on the couch and then falls into a sleeping beauty slumber where she has her way with him she is like she says something about leaving, I think, and then she like kneels right next to him, looming over him, and then rifles through his jacket to pull out a picture of Jenna, a not very good picture. Which was of Jenna. also weird. Why is he holding? And it was like a five by seven. It wasn't. It, it was, was a strange shape. What, what is the size of this? Why is it in your coat pocket? How much have you jerked off to it? Because it's very upsetting all around. Zach made that entire like he did a yep. whole bit about that, and it was fantastic. <laughs> I love that Zach watched this with you. Of course he did. So she's rifling through it, and I'm like, this is this is absurd. But then proceeds to stage photos yes, where she, she like gets into like the crook of his arm and puts his arm around and like moves his tie. And then I'm thinking like, well, does he does he have a drug problem? Did he just pass <laughs> out? Because this is not how people sleep. Even if you're a heavy sleeper. Yep. Yeah. And, and and in fairness to her, she's also a model, so like she knows how to pose. So I always appreciate seeing that. <laughs> oh. So now number eight is our slapstick. Um It sounded I, like you had something a minute ago. Like I the think coffee I lost cups, it. maybe the elevator. I don't know. It might have been just me talking about the coffee cups, but I yeah. don't know if that if that counts. Well, I mean, yeah, we'll we'll get back to that. There's like a little bit of like the occasional bumping into somebody, but nothing like over yeah. the top. Uh, but now number nine is our sage old person. Woo! Elizabeth Rom. Elizabeth Rom! Yeah. Oh man. Uh, like it's exciting. First of all, when it's an actual sequel and mm-hmm. as soon as she shows up and it's very early on, I was like, Whoa. Um, and now you remember her in the last movie. Yeah. Right. I do. Um, how do you feel? This is the same character. Do you feel like, what do you think this character has been doing the last like year before this movie came out? Falling in love. Yeah. With the gay photographer falling in love mm-hmm. and that's the only answer yeah. she's a different person now because she fell in love yeah uh and she doesn't care about her career the same way she used to which is like essentially a line in the movie which is unfortunate um but yeah good good on her she seemed happy um i hope her and her uh and, and her, her sassy photographer have have many happy years amongst them yeah i guess the elevator got her it must have it really must have wonder like if it's like it doesn't matter like what your um 
like sexuality is like if you might say like oh no i'm i i'm straight i'm only i'm only into heterosexual men but you get to an elevator the that elevator with elizabeth rom and then like the elevator does its thing and then you're like oh no i guess i'm into elizabeth rom like i i wonder if it just is um now we only see the heterosexual stories but i i don't know i mean it's a fashion house anything can happen everybody's attractive that's what I'm saying. Horror movie. It, it steals your agency and forces you. This is my official pitch. Anyone like listening? It. Yeah. Um. Right. That's true. Oh, I like this. I, I, it doesn't have to be an elevator, although an elevator works because it is a very confined space. But like, keep, keep, keep going on that. Keep going. Yeah, that's my pitch. So you see, have you ever seen the movie Devil? All right. Have you ever seen the movie Christmas Kiss? Christmas Kiss Part now, 2. Now imagine if they were combined. What I would love is if you could do sort of like the way Italian horror movies would happen a lot in the 70s, 80s was where you could make like mesh the plots together to where you could call it both A Christmas Kiss 3 and Devil 2. Like, and just sell it both ways. Devil. A Christmas Devil 2 or 3. <laughs> a Christmas Devil 5 because you're adding them together. Like, yep. you could go places. I'm, I'm totally... This, is, this has so much appeal. Just wild. <laughs> to you. <laughs> yes, I will buy 17 copies of it, I promise. Aww, in all different formats. I have VHS and a Blu-ray and a, and a DVD. So all three, all three. Uh, number 10, Santa Claus. Sadly, there is no Santa Claus. No, although, again, I'm okay with that. I know, but we do have Christmas magic, so we'll take that. Uh, so now the bonus round. So all the fun little things that show up. Um, number one is the public domain holiday songs. I am very bad with music and movies, period. I didn't really notice anything. Well, you know why? Because weirdly, for a movie that was made for probably, like, $85, it's not that they didn't spend it on, like, they definitely didn't spend a dime on music, but there isn't nearly as much Christmas music as there usually is in these. Mm -hmm. Like, there are carolers doing jingle bells in the elevator. I think at one point they played We Wish You a Merry Christmas towards the end, or Joy to the World, I think. But, like, even the tree montage, which is all about a Christmas tree, like, deck the halls or a Christmas tree, like, play those, they're they're easy, you you have them on file, just play them. Instead, it's, like, this weird, like, it felt like if you ever had, um, like, in, like, the early 90s, you can get a toy that was, like, a piano, and you press a button, and it just plays, but, like, you you thought, like, oh, I'm playing the piano, like, no, 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 like, you're pressing a button, it's playing. That's kind of what the music felt like, but it wasn't Christmas. It was weird. Very odd choice. Yeah, maybe that's why I didn't notice them. Mm, yeah. Uh, number two, secret family recipe. There really is no cooking of any kind Mm-mm. or baking. Uh, our small business in danger. No, we, we've talked about trend. It seems to be doing okay. It, I think it's fine. No. Uh, but let's talk about number four, product placement. If you go on Letterboxd, there is a 50-50 split. Sometimes they contain both. It's either, hey, wow, lots of sexual harassment in this movie, or, hey, wow, this is a K-Jewelers commercial. <laughs> Every um, Christmas kiss, too, begins with K-Jewelers. I will say that this is the best K-Jewelers commercial I've Completely. ever seen. Yes, yes. So it starts off, the, sh- the photo shoot that Jenna has to magically step in for, which, again, is a thing that happens, totally. um, is, like, weird jewelry. And I was like, what is this magazine? Couldn't understand it. Then, towards the end, you get full-on long shots of a K-Jewelers box. Mm -hmm. Like, long shots that are just a logo. And then, like, really... To me, they looked altered. Shots of, like, 
I'll get into it. An engagement ring. Wait, who got engaged? Hold on. <laughs> an engagement ring that had like extra shine to it. And it had like an Instagram filter on it to make it look shinier. I and swear. also for a guy who's really rich. I don't know, not that great. Of, like kind of an ugly engagement ring. Also, why did they get engaged? Oh God. They haven't even had they haven't even had sex just the two of them yet. They don't know if they're going to still have that same chemistry without Jonathan Bennett there. I'm sorry. And and the whole we didn't talk about this the whole time. Jenna's like, like, like pestering him about about getting back together with a girlfriend that we don't we haven't seen and don't know anything (laughs) about. It's like chill. But the movie wanted to make it clear that he was that he was straight. Yeah. straight and be not interested in her right, not a right. potential love interest yeah. for her so that wasn't like a ducky thing it, we weren't like oh the friend really loves her which i appreciate i, I do appreciate do that. that actually because i i thought the two of them were really cute as friends together like it like just in terms of like chemistry um elizabeth harnois and um jonathan bennett like they were good together like they they had good timing like i believed their friendship and yeah, most of these movies would do something weird there, and I appreciate that they didn't. Although, again, like I'm convinced all three of them had sex. So what do I know? I mean, that's a that's a decent theory. Yeah. I I am curious though because you seem to remember Christmas Kiss one better than I do. Did anybody get engaged in that? Um, or was that a, <laughs> was that a K Jewelers ad? So I don't remember K Jewelers. I the way I remember it, I have to go back to my notes. I think that. Um, at the end of that movie, I, oh my God, did he propose? What I remember most is that the movie ended um, with a really quick, like, newspaper article that I paused and took a picture of, and I have it, and I'll find it, because I remember I put it up on Facebook last year, or five years ago, whenever we talked about it, Mm -hmm. and in that article, it said that they were engaged. So there is canon that they got engaged. I can't remember if he has a ring in the elevator or if he's just, like, there to tell her he loves her. I don't remember. But in this case, like, yeah, they have spent a total of, to our knowledge, they have spent no time, just the two of them together, in, like, any kind of serious way. No. Anytime they were going to have dinner, someone else joined them. Like, at one point, we we didn't mention this, where, like, uh, Mia... uh, the amount of Mia and Cooper having conversations about Jenna is very upsetting and weird. And like Mia saying like, no, you can't date her because of this. I'm looking out for her. And it was, and like, it just would felt very um, creepy. The, these two people like deciding this woman's life and this woman works there, like just so invasive and creepy that I didn't like it. Um, but back to K Jewelers. So, yeah, they're engaged, I guess, sure. I did, because I'm watching, I'm wondering, I'm like, this movie was made so cheaply, like, did K Jewelers actually pay for this? Or did K Jewelers, like, did they actually get permission? Like, and my theory was, I did watch to see a special thanks, and K Jewelers is in the special thanks. My theory is that they're making this movie, and they decide, like, okay, we want to end with, like, a big proposal. You know what? Like, I don't know, like, I wonder, like, we, we, we can't, we don't have a ring. Like, I can't afford a ring. Nope. Anybody on set have an engagement ring that we can do a close-up of? No shit. My theory, the director went to the nearest mall, walked into K Jewelers, specifically when, like, the teenagers were working there, like, when it wasn't the manager, when it was somebody that, like, he could, like, sweet talk into being like, okay, so I'm making a movie. And if you let me borrow a ring, I'm going to show the, the logo and your boss is going to love it. Can, can I do that? That's my theory. 
so my theory is that they that they that they said hey k jewelers give us something <laughs> <laughs> and we'll and we'll show it a lot which is essentially your theory so i don't know i i part but of also wanted... that k jewelers was like wait uh we don't like do we give them the good stuff no god no we don't give them the good stuff I really, I don't know that K Jewelers gave, I don't know, maybe K Jewelers did give them money. I don't know. Maybe this movie was made on the back of K Jewelers. Like, it's the end of year and, or not end of year, because was, this was clearly filmed in July. But it's one of those things where, like, they were at, like, a new period where they had, like, oh, the, the marketing budget, we, ha- we have surplus, what do we do? Um, You know, let's try something new this year. I don't know, like... Maybe, remember that guy that keeps calling us about a movie? Maybe let's take him up on that. Maybe it's that. Because, yeah, it, hmm. it is hard to really gauge the involvement of K. We're going to have to do an oral history interviewing K Jewelers and A Christmas Kiss 2 and how that all came together. I am genuinely interested <laughs> in, 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 because my gut instinct, my first instinct was like, oh, well, K Jewelers clearly put some money up for this. But then the more I thought about it, I was like, I wonder if K Jewelers, they just contacted K Jewelers and they were like, yeah, here's a ring. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Show the box a lot. I'm like quickly googling, and yeah, all I see is mostly people um like doing the same thing where they're uh talking about the the placement in the movie. Because I wonder, like, was it a tie-in or was it just like, hey, can I borrow a ring? Cool. Hey, my cousin works at K Jewelers. I bet he can get you a ring. That's, I'm telling you. I mean, that's even really weird and interesting. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, or it's like the assistant manager. Uh, was like dating the director or the assistant manager is like was the cousin that worked at K Jewelers and decided like oh I know how to impress my boss I'm gonna lend this uh, box to this production and it's gonna do so well and we're gonna get so much foot traffic people saying hey can I get the ring that was in a Christmas kiss too and my boss is finally gonna give me that promotion and it didn't work out <laughs> lots of theories lots of theories uh, you know what is we don't have lots of in this movie number five is our cloying child. I don't think any children were allowed near this movie. Yeah, it was child-free, Childless, right? completely. We were living in a children without, children of men world where there were none. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's for the best. <laughs> for everybody movie. involved, definitely. They can, it can be a lot. Completely. Uh, now, number six, our character with a holiday-themed name. Uh, I don't believe we got any. Number yeah, six. I don't think yeah. so, right? Uh, no, I mean, we had Jenna, Mia, Cooper... Um, it was all pretty normal-ish. Yeah, yeah, Sebastian. Nah, nothing. Uh, but then number seven, finding the perfect tree. Yes, that did happen. Um, now, okay, I don't judge like whatever tree you want. If you want a tree, if you don't want a tree, whatever. We tried putting up our. We have a very nice. I love real trees, but they become very inconvenient. We have a really nice fake tree that looks great. We put it up this year for all of 12 hours because the kittens were definitely going to destroy it, so we took it down. Um, My point is, I don't judge anybody that has a fake tree, but do you go shopping at an outdoor tree market and then bring home a fake tree? Um, That has never happened. It has in A Christmas Kiss too, Because I, I, I thought from the distance that I was watching this movie, that those are not real trees. And then I paused and looked closer and said, no, those are definitely fake trees. But we just saw them shop for real trees. What, what a choice. What a choice. <laughs> Maybe that's why it took them 12 hours. 
<sighs> weird, weird, this movie. Yeah. They went to all these tree lots. We're like, I don't know. You know, let's just go to like let's Walmart. Just get a fake tree. Let's just get a fake one. And then they went to Walmart like a week before Christmas and were stuck online for like seven hours. So maybe that's actually where that's, all that missing time went. That is what it is. Mm-hmm. 12 hours, the vast majority of it standing in line at Walmart. Yes. Uh, number eight is our ridiculously elaborate holiday beverages, which um, I don't think we really got here. No, nobody's drinking anything fun, but it does lead into empty coffee cup acting. So the movie essentially opens with oh Jenna God. carrying two cups. Uh huh. Stacked on top of each other. In one hand. <laughs> the cups are clearly empty and taped together. It, oh, but you see it shaking. You nuts. actually see it Jurassic Park shaking as if a dinosaur is walking by. Because she she refuses to hold them each in a hand. Like, <laughs> she's, she's not holding them each in a hand, and she's not like using her other hand to make it seem nope. like she's balancing them on top of each other. It's just loosely moving around. Yeah. I wonder... I know all the various reasons why they they do empty coffee coffee cups. I wonder if for some reason I became an actor like tomorrow. If I was in a coffee cup scene, could I demand that it be filled with like water? I can't do it. I because I I know what it's like to watch somebody move an empty cup around. Yeah, it it is mind boggling. Like. And again, like, I guess it's similar to how people on reality shows, right? You're on a reality competition and you come in, you're like, I'm not going to be that guy. I'm not going to be that guy that, you know, ends up saying the wrong thing and ends up like isolated. Like, no, 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 I'm going to play the game smarter. I'm not going to say anything that's going to get me. Like we see it on Drag Race all the time, right? Like queen comes in and they're, and they're so ready to like, no, 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 I'm, I'm going to be positive. I'm not going to give the producers anything. And by episode two, that person is like using racial slurs and being voted out. And like, mm-hmm. it's like the whole like, oh no, the pre-. it's like, it's totally different when the cameras are on. Is it that way? Like, I don't know. I, I, I need to talk to people that have been in these movies and say like, do they like, do they beat you down? Do they like, d- did somebody one day ask for a cup to be filled? And that and person, they were like, get the fuck out right? Of here. Like somebody like filled it with hot, like hot steaming hot chocolate, and threw it in their face, and then they never acted again. Like because it is just, I mean, I thought we reached the height of it earlier this year. Um, it was the Rita Moreno one, Santa Boot Camp, was like the most ridiculous version of it I've ever seen. Where I really am convinced that they just thought they were rehearsing and didn't know the camera was running because that's how bad it, like they're cheer they're toasting but it is supposed to be full and then you can clearly see that like not even are they not weighing it in it with anything you can see it's empty but this one gives it a run for its money because man that is bad yeah yeah oh boy and it's not just her like uh the cooper at one point is like gets a coffee and just immediately slurp something down which again most coffee is hot <laughs> you can't do that uh, it, it's strange and mm-hmm. obvious and it always yeah. bothers me and then there's even like <laughs> and I wondered at first if this was an ad lib because uh, her boss early on picks up the coffee and the lid falls off and she's like oh I hate these lids and I thought I'm like oh was that like actually like the actress just going with it and they kept it in because the lid probably did fall off but then the ending of the movie that's a plot point because that's like the connection she makes with the guy so I don't know maybe that yeah, gave them that's idea. a good point mm-hmm. It's a layered movie, Christine. Huh. Well, yeah. Clearly, you much understand that five point nine on a And then number ten, actors trying very hard to not actually eat on camera. Now, there's really only one scene with food, right? Early on, um, 
Sebastian comes over with Chinese food and they sit there and they do, you know, they take out their chopsticks and they oh, eat it. Oh, I, I do remember that. But like, they're actually eating it. And I think that's because that was probably like the food for the day of the shoot. She, I did notice at one point and I thought like, yeah, it, it's hard to eat with chopsticks sometimes because <laughs> she got like a piece of a noodle. <laughs> yes, she did. But maybe it was deliberate so she wasn't constantly shoveling Possibly. Like, noodles in her mouth. Or maybe the yeah, poor actress was like, I, guys, I don't use chopsticks. No, no, no. In movies, everybody eats Chinese takeout with chopsticks. You have to do it. But it's I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Do you, I do now because I lived in Korea for a year. So I like learned how to use chopsticks. So now if I'm eating like noodle if I'm eating like rice I don't but if I'm eating noodles and chopsticks are near me I will use them but in general like if I'm you know if I get like general so's chicken I'm not using chopsticks yeah I'm not proficient with chopsticks um I I can pick sushi up with chopsticks Mm -hmm. because it's really big and easy but but like I can't eat little things I'm not I'm just not proficient with them That's okay. You're good at so many other things. Oh my gosh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Canadianisms or signs that this was not filmed on location. Well, I mean, it's filmed somewhere near Boston. I I, I think maybe it's probably filmed in this country. Definitely. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. They, but the thing was, they, uh, aside from the them being at a very sunny tree lot, taking a lot of selfies, <laughs> they weren't, they weren't outside a lot. Like, some of these they you they really are outside like a lot and you're like oh okay they're just walking around but this one it it really does if you're if you're looking for it Mm -hmm. it, all you you notice that it's just office elevator apartment restaurant office elevator office elevator elevator apartment and it's like oh god this yeah. is extremely repetitive. Yeah, the, the only, like, the warm weather watch, the only time, they're really, like, outside twice, I think. Like, it's early on when he meets her outside her apartment, which is creepy. And then when um, they're tree shopping. And, like, all I can say is, like, it, those were beautiful sunny days for December in, in Boston. Yeah, it's weird. It's, this is a, the, the choices this movie makes. And... <laughs> yeah. Um, so, with that being said... Uh, well, first, did you have any more notes? Is there anything we missed? Because this was I, a lot. There's a lot here, as we as we said. I don't think so, because I think that we talked about the most important part, which is the K-Jewelers. Obviously, yeah. But uh, no, I think we covered it all. So do you recommend this? Who would you recommend it to? Did you enjoy it? I think that I enjoyed it. I don't know that I would recommend it. <laughs> but like like I said, if there's something about the performances or maybe it's just the pacing because it is very fast. That, yeah. That, that keeps you from noticing how cheap it is and how repetitive it is. Mm-hmm. And But but the real hindrance is just how how pushy he is and how like tone deaf his, his pursuing her is. Yeah, the central narrative is problematic as they say like it is uh, like troublesome and not good like there's like we've gone a lot like this season about like how sometimes these are actually are positive and have some good things to say Mm -hmm. um sometimes they're like just entertaining they can be like oh it's a romance but like i actually like the leads and they were good together and sure it's fine and sometimes they are like a little dangerous sometimes they really do hit that point of oh no this is this is a kind of bad for women type thing and i i feel like any any entertainment that is geared towards women 
Um, that is always a fuzzy line to talk about because I think for so long, a lot of content made primarily for female targets has been very um, unfairly maligned by general pop culture because the yeah. people writing about it are men. Uh, so it's always tricky. Like, and so I bristle sometimes when people are like, oh, all Hallmark is stupid. Like, I mean, yeah, in th- like on its face, yes, but understand that within that there's nuance and there's a reason why so many people watch these. Here and there you see like bursts of um, that like, oh no, but there are some good ones. And like the general reason for why somebody watches these, I'm like, I kind of get like, look, holidays can be stressful. There's a lot of emotion tied up in there. Sometimes you, you want something that you know is going to end happy and that's what these things do. For sure. Uh, but sometimes you watch them and there are these ones that come along and they, there used to be more of them. In, in fairness to the genre, it has gotten more responsible about this, but you still every now and get now and then get one like this, which is like, oh yeah, this is actually a really fucked up story. <laughs> For real. Yeah. And if it, if it wasn't, and I said that there's a version of it, I think, and I'm not going to rewrite this movie, but like they made a choice with the, with the love interest, the, with the male character. If he had just been kind of like, like Scrooge like and like kind of grumpy and mm-hmm. gruff and like w- didn't really like anybody, but seemed to like her. Yeah. And he realized that he had to be nice to everyone and not just her to like be in a healthy relationship with her. Like he had to kind of change his whole life outlook. I think that would have been fun but making him a womanizer that doesn't seem to see anything wrong with it yeah until she rejects him like more times than she should <laughs> yes yes it just doesn't it just doesn't work and, yeah. and, and it's almost it's too much it's too much the center of the plot to ignore it you know mm-hmm. yeah it's one that as much as most of these are harmless and like yeah sure like oh if you're watching this when you're cooking and your teenage daughter is watching it ah, it's fine and this one i would be concerned if a like not not to again like pull on the the, the full out let's go talk about feminist history cloak but think about the stories we grew up with. Like, every fairy tale is ultimately very much, oh, a man will come and sweep you off your poor feet and give you the castle you deserve. And it is troubling um, when you see that so without irony in a movie like this. Yeah. In the 21st century. But Yeah, exactly. And then he ends up getting whatever he wants. Yeah, what he wants, yeah. anyway. So, so there is... It's kind of... His, his change air quotes is a little blink and you'll miss it Mm -hmm. so it to me is a little too much like yeah just badger a woman into being with you wear her down as as, as long as you get a good k jeweler you'll be okay yeah as henry cavill says you need to chase her i'm not real i'm I'm angry at henry cavill right now and it's just coming out (laughs) i i don't know i know all i know is the recent superman news is he also a um stalker no, there was that stuff. Some some recent stuff potentially came out about how maybe he's not the best to work with, especially mm. working with women. But not like in a sex past way. But like there was that stuff that came out during Me Too. So so he, it's back in the news where he apparently made a statement about how like he's old fashioned and women. He wants to chase a woman and oh. like <laughs> all, all these things that are like oh sir oh no like and i'm afraid because of me too that i can't approach a woman anymore oh, oh i remember this now yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm just like it's really hard to be you know a, a, a good man with values in these this day and age 
Yeah, Ugh. like if a woman says she doesn't want to go out on a date with you, stop. If a woman says she does want to go out on, on a date with you, go on one. I don't know why that's a minefield. Well, but so here's that... the thing, because movies like A Christmas Kiss 2 tell you that if a woman exactly. says she doesn't want to go on a date with you, you just have to keep showing up and bullying her into going on a date with you, and then you propose, and it's great. And that's, that's, yeah. yeah. Just keep asking. Keep asking. And yet, all that being said, I had a fabulous time watching this movie. (laughs) It is, I mean, again, like aside from the politics, like which we have said are terrible. This is a cheaply made movie. It does not look good. It is not charming. Um, But the, uh, a genuine positive is that I think the performances are actually good almost across the board. Yeah. Um, but it is one of those ones that is on the level of being cheaply made, being that weird Marvista charm that it is entertaining in spite of itself. Um, so for those who like that kind of movie, like who if this if you want to watch these movies and you want to see the empty coffee cup acting, this Ooh. is a perfect movie for that viewer, which is usually me. Yeah. So. That style of viewer, which would be the, the Emily viewer, is that common, do you think? I I don't know if I want it to be or not, because it scares me if if art starts getting made for for people like us. Um, We're through the looking glass. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, it, it's, uh, I, I am so used to having to, you know, kind of scramble my way and, and pull out this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. I mean, I think there are, you know, no, nobody, everybody is unique and yet nobody is, if that For makes sure. sense. You know, I, no, I know there are right. other people that enjoy these on that particular level. Uh, I don't think we are the majority by any means. Mm-hmm. So we have to just keep finding them and, and making sure that our dearest friends have to subject their eyeballs to them as well. You know, this one, I, I there's been worse, right? True. Oh, completely. Yeah. <laughs> this one wasn't that bad. This one wasn't that bad. Okay. Well, I mean, it, it is bad, but, but it's it, terrible. But you're, you're compl- what you said is completely right. It was entertaining. Yeah. Uh, and for those of you playing along at home, I watched it on Hulu. I think it's probably also in a few other places. As far I, as I, I watched it on Tubi. Oh, so you, you actually watched this with commercials. Um, yeah, I believe I did. I'm almost positive I watched it on Tubi. Wherever I watched it, it was another Christmas kiss. And then Zach made the joke of you should... Emily should say we're to cover in a Christmas kiss too, and I'd be like, "Yeah, another Christmas kiss." And then we decide we 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 do a whole who's on first thing. We do a whole thing where nice. we actually weren't sure if we watched. The same I have been so afraid of that happening. It's going to happen one of these days. I know because they all have like we said, they all have such a prince like, for Christmas, a Christmas prince, a fiance for Christmas, Christmas fiance, a Christmas fiance. Yeah, yeah. But like when I saw Elizabeth Rome, I was like. Yeah. Well, this is obviously is the yeah. sequel. Same, same. Yeah. When I saw the magical rape elevator, I was like, oh, good. Oh, good. I know this territory. I'm here. Oi. Well, on that note, Christine, um, we we will return. We've got this is again. This is number 12. There's going to be a number 13 after this. And then we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming of irregularly scheduled programming. Uh, but in the meantime, um, for those who are just joining, where you're a writer, you are an editor, you are many things. Where can people find your work? Um. So you can follow me on Twitter still. I'm still there. Please stay there. Um, I need you there. Oh, thanks. Um, it's Xteen underscore Makepeace. I also have a website that's just my name. Um, 
if you go to Twitter, you'll see that I'm probably going to be on Hive. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. But anyways, yeah, I uh, I was just on a podcast, the Horror Ooh. Drafts podcast, Ooh. which is actually a lovely um, format. You go on and you pick some like a, a I picked haunted house movies. That was like my theme. And then you like draft movies like you go around and you pick like I picked Poltergeist and then the next person picked something that wasn't poltergeist <laughs> and, it, and so it's really a fun round table so if you want to hear me talk about haunted house movies you can go listen to the horror draft podcast i will absolutely do that that sounds wonderful oh there it, it is the fun. last episode haunted house movies with christine Bakepiece. it was fun it, it's a fun format it's kind of like nice. lists but like not wonderful <laughs> Our favorite kind. What have you been up to? Oh, I don't even know anymore. Um, I mean, recording these. <laughs> yeah, I figured. It's, it's taken a lot out of me. If I was only going to listen to one, oh, which God. one would you recommend? What movie oh, would you recommend oh, I listen to coverage I, on? Oh, uh, I'm going to do my big wrap up on the next episode where I rank okay. everything. Okay, um, cool. I'll listen to that. <laughs> but in terms of the movies, I, I actually, it's funny because this came up on the very last episode, but I'm going to keep pushing it because it is... Because it is not streaming in normal places, um, I don't think people found it, and it is such a delight, and that is the horror parody that was made for the Sci-Fi Channel, Letters to Satan Claus. Oh, that sounds fun. You would love it. It is an absolute delight. It is very gay. It is very funny. Uh, It is streaming via, I think, Fubo, or if you have cable at all, you can get it from, like... You just go to your cable and you do a search and it will come up. Like I, I if you have Sci-Fi Channel, it's it's there, but they don't re-air it. I don't think they've re-aired it. Re-aired it for two years. It is not on DVD anywhere. It's not streaming anywhere like normal that you tell somebody. But wow. it is such a delight. It's so much fun. I want to see more from the, that writer director team. Um, and so anything I can do to get more eyes on that, I'm going to keep doing. Oh, awesome. Well, thank you for that lovely... Now, you actually recommend, recommended something that I kind of want to watch instead of what I thought you were going to do, which was... Be like, A Christmas Gets 3. Yeah, The Christmas Twins or something. <laughs> I'd be like, okay. <laughs> Oi. Well, then, uh, everybody, um, I guess, I don't know, uh, if you are feeling down these times of year, if you're lonely, if you really are looking for that one person to love, just walk in an elevator and we wish you the best. Uh, or not, I mean. Taking a quick break? Uh, 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 I'd like to see that for someone very special. Has she been good? <laughs> very good, for goodness sake. This holiday, what do you give the most important person on your list? A three-stone diamond ring from K Jewelers, where you can be assured of two things. First, every diamond is hand-selected to match beautifully. And second, she'll absolutely love it. Chris, it's beautiful. How did you know? Every kiss begins with K.